Flight Check Season 1, Episode 17. And you know what kind of weekend it was for us? That's right. It was a 3-0 weekend. It's kind of reversed. You can't really see it on the camera. I'm bringing it a little closer together. 3-0 weekend <laughs> for the newly promoted Academy Boys. The promo boys? We have, we have not boys. seen a 3-0 weekend in all of FlyQuest's recorded history. And that's only because they only played two games a week for the last few years. We're going to ignore that. First 3-0 weekend. <laughs> not only the first 3-0 weekend, folks. Not only the first 3-0 weekend. <laughs> the first 7-0 week for any LCS organization across LCS and Academy. Ow. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, I've already booked my tickets to China <laughs> and uh, got my hotel there because I fully expect us to see us uh, sneaking in to a world spot once again. Uh, Curly Knox, uh, what hotel are you guys staying in in uh, China? So I'm Sorry. actually waiting for them to like tell us where the um... – players are staying so i can just be like on a lower floor and just casually run into kumo in the elevator and ask him <laughs> if he can play on my account for a day <laughs> uh right games uh this is not actual elo boosting uh please ignore uh do not, do not ban kumo we need that man uh i didn't say ranked i didn't say ranked oh, i didn't say yeah. ranked <laughs> i just want him to like show me how to play ultimate spellbook <laughs> Oh yeah, that game's nuts. That mode's oh, nutty. That Gosh. mode is crazy. Uh, yeah, I was talking to a coworker about it today. Actually, that is a lot of fun. Uh, Knox, uh, I believe you had a tweet uh, earlier this weekend. I'm gonna call <laughs> you out. Uh, you did uh, not initially believe in the academy team to the fullest extent that you could have. Uh, I know. I'm so sorry. I deeply apologize. I'm a fake fan. Um, I don't deserve to be a part of the fandom. Um, sad, sad, I just, really. only, only, only three O's from now on. I promise. Only That's it. Three O's. it uh, only three O's. I mean, you don't, it, don't. You heard it here first. Don't, folks. Hmm. Yeah, don't hmm. check the pickups though. Only three O's. Damn. Seems I have a graphic to update while we're doing yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, oh, uh, Drex banning you from the Discord. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all, yeah, if we, if we don't predict three O's, uh, from now on, we're getting banned from the Flight Quest yeah. Discord. So I'm not. And we, uh, actually, we're working on our, uh, Flight Check apology tweet for Knox Wars behavior. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I promise I'm reformed. Call, call me Tyler One. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Knox, uh, you know, a after. After the first uh, 3-0 prediction you did, you know, I was really excited. And then, uh, you know, after the last uh, couple weeks of predictions, uh, it just obviously seems that things aren't clicking right now. Uh, you know, I, I see you guys both as family. Um, <laughs> but uh, we might have to be making some uh, flight check uh, roster swaps in the near future. Uh, We'd like to welcome TMB to the podcast. Uh, this was uh, <laughs> this was your Bud Light uh, breakdown uh, flight cooldown. Cool, yeah, uh, Bud Light cooldown flight hashtag flight check fighting. 
Uh, hey, oh, no. Swords, please never post anything like that on social media ever again. Uh, we are, yeah. uh, this is the last time we get this lineup of three uh, on this podcast. Uh, yeah, we, I don't think these three podcasters will ever be on this show together ever again. Uh, just a oh, man. meta meme for you right there. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with the game that probably nobody expected us to win. Cloud9. Uh, wow. Cloud9, folks. Curly. I was blown away. Let, let's start Let's start with Curly. Uh, thoughts on this game? Because uh, of all three games this weekend, I would say this was the one we were least expected to win. For sure. I, and like... Because we bring up the Academy roster, um, and they're going against the team that won the spring split. And mind you, our Academy roster, like, been riding the hype train for a while. They're fucking awesome. Pardon my language. Um, but, like, it's just something you don't expect on paper. And then, like, as I was watching it, because I'd had the night off from work, I didn't have any plans, I was just sitting in my room, like, I had the pro view for on my left screen, and the main one here, and I admittedly was watching more of the pro view, and then I'd be like, whoa, there's no way that's about to happen, this is fake, and then I see it over there, I'm like, it's not fake! <laughs> and it was just, like, <laughs> such, it was just, it was insane! Yeah. And mind you, there were some moments, I feel like it was flippy-floppy, but, like, we still... I never lost faith mm -hmm. the whole time, which was, it was insane. And I'm just so proud of our team. Yeah, you and me both, Curly. I'm just unbelievably proud of how these guys performed this weekend, especially in that Cloud9 game, too, because that's probably easily the hardest matchup they had all weekend. Yeah, I, I was really excited. I mean, there were a couple moments uh, in that game. I think I tweeted from the flight check twitter account the uh wonder what is going on ms paint meme uh, <laughs> during that game there were a few there were a few moments where i was like oh this could really uh flip either way not super sure here uh but it was good uh sir dargor saying in the chat uh rng royal never give up prospect triple is greater than g2 msi champ and world's finalist perks uh, I think that's confirmed at this point. Yeah, uh, I, you know, in the in the one sample uh, we've had, yeah, um, uh, yeah, clearly, yeah, the sample size. I think one game that's large enough. Uh, perfect. Absolutely. Like, we don't need to test this again. <laughs> Honestly, C nine. Let us know when you're switching out your mid laner. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you want to, you can like give him back to G two and then take caps. If you want to keep that trend going, oh, yeah, just um, keep taking. Then you might get like the avatar on your side, but <laughs> so another thing though on this game though, yeah, and I tweeted it afterwards, um, is because a lot like a part of the script for the weekend forecast was talking about how the team knows what they want to do together. Mm -hmm. They know where they want to be on the map and they go together for it. Um, and so once it was done, I would like tweeted the slide for that with their map control, and I'm going to read it off here in. Before this weekend, they <clears throat> got 75% of first barons in the summer split um, of Academy, 71% of barons overall in their games, 64% of dragons, and 65% of first towers. That is a majority of objectives um, for them. <clears throat> and they like 
and it really shined because like I every time they did something, I could see them setting up for something else in this game, and it was it was beautiful to watch it pay off. Oh, absolutely. Not- yeah, the uh, the cohesion and the synergy. I mean, I think I saw multiple people. And this, Triple actually tweeted this, not about this game in particular, but I think it extends to the entire weekend, was, uh, you know, kind of like a, a level of Chinese aggression uh, from the entire mm-hmm. team. And I just loved seeing it. Knox, I know you were very, very excited about kind of the cohesion and synergy we were seeing uh, from this academy team on such a big stage against a big team. So stop me if I start going on a tangent, but I'm going to go off off here for a second, okay? Because the play this weekend was awesome, okay? Um, I was getting LPL vibes from the way they were fighting, from the way they were positioning around fights. Uh, I was getting G2 vibes from back in, like, 2018, 2019 in the sense of, like, oh, well, you, you're going to go try and do this thing. Well, we're going to be on the other side of the map doing this thing, forcing you to, like, split your moves and not understand what you need to do. I, I just there was moments of just brilliance and team synergy that I was like I don't feel like we even really see in the LCS that often even from our top teams right like I don't see it off that often from Cloud Nine or Hundred Thieves or Team Liquid when they're dominating that a lot of the times it's like they just have these perfect macro movements and they just control the game and that's it if they have any contests they they, they don't usually do too well so it's nice to see that when the team gets pushed because they were pushed multiple times this weekend right they don't give up. There was multiple times in the Drake fights where it was like, oh, man, we lost to Drake. But then we go back in, Triple re-engages on the LeBlanc. He's like, I'm going back in. We're getting something out of this, whether like they let us have it or not. We're going for this fight. And we pull off the fight because the team's like, oh, my God, we're actually getting pushed right now. They didn't just back off and let us have the objective. And from there, we win the fight, and it's like we're taking Baron, and we're going from there because at the end of the day, teams aren't putting the respect on this academy team to go, hey, let's just fight this because they're probably not expecting it, and boom, we're winning all three matches. Yeah. Yeah, it was – you do have to wonder whether to some extent uh, the other teams just did not have any idea of what to expect. Uh, from the academy team, uh, you know, obviously they ha- would have been able to scout a little bit uh, just based off of the academy games that they that this roster had played. Um, but it seems like uh, the real trick to winning an LCS is everyone being on the same page. Uh, I think that's really what it was. Team synergy is better than any individual performance right now. Straight up. Curly, I see you do a mind blow. Like, it's shock, <laughs> shocking. Like, what? Believe Playing not, together wins games? Communication and synergy will help you win. Who knew? No. I mean, it's really shocking. Uh, so that was the big win. Uh, everyone was very excited about that one. Uh, and then the really, really important match of the week uh, that became even more important after they had uh, taken down TSM uh, Friday as well on a big day of upsets was the match against Counter Logic Gaming, uh, who not only play Counter Logically but manage their social media presence in a Counter Logic manner. Um, they are the scapegoat of this week in the LCS. Oh man! Yeah, and uh, this game for me. It was it was interesting because 
I felt like there were a few moments where it could have gotten out of our hands, but we managed to stay controlled, and we got to a place where I felt very comfortable, um, and I believe it was, like, after we got, uh, Baron the first time, did, uh, I'm trying to remember, I'm gonna get this mixed up, if we got Baron, um, like, right after the 20-minute mark for the CLG game, or was it the Immortals game? I'm pretty sure it was the CLG game. Uh, it it was a CLG game because it was literally the fight I just said about the LeBlanc re-engage. Yeah. Basically, we yeah. went in and it was like, all right, we're going. Yeah, and that kind of aggression for me uh, to go for Baron so fast uh, after a winning team fight around the 20-21 minute mark is just evidence of this team's willingness to take risks that will pay off. And in my experience... In watching LCS, teams that are down to clown a little bit, if you'll pardon the phrase, teams that are down to clown and take some coin flips and make some moves will win more often than not. And that's what I was seeing from this team. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I once again have to reemphasize, like, this team reminds me of G2 a little bit back in 2018, 2019, because a lot of times when G2 was getting punished, they would just immediately go to the other side of the map or they'd take a fight that you just weren't expecting. And so I'm getting G2 vibes right now, this Academy roster, or I keep saying Academy roster. They're not Academy. I, the promo boys, I keep getting G2 vibes with the promo boys right now, because frankly, they don't let you take anything without losing something yourself. Uh-huh. And actually something I love about that is just like we talk about all this aggression and i love the aggression but i also like that sometimes they do pull back like they are like they recognize when they just need to like scare off and then buzz off mm -hmm. you know just like lay down a couple of abilities and then get away um <clears throat> which granted is not often i felt like most of this weekend they were just pushing the other guy to like go like, go hey. go go like especially in c9 um the, like bearing it back to that if i remember correctly there were so many like setups for baron that then c9 showed up so they turned around and fought and then neither of them could get baron so they went about they farmed up they set up for baron again fought say like this cycle it's like all right if we don't get baron we're gonna get three of your players <laughs> you know and then yep. they it, it was just it was excellent yeah, so, like, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that all night. It was. I feel like we keep pausing because we're just like, oh, we're relieve, reliving the memories just, of how good it was. Well, it's, <laughs> it's so funny right now. It's funny to me because sometimes it's easier to talk about a game when there's clear and obvious mistakes that were made. And I'm sure if I were to go back and watch the games, I could find some mistakes to talk about. But I'm just so overwhelmed by the fact that like, oh, we uh, we did not lose this weekend don't get me wrong there there are plenty of mistakes still but i'm i'm not really touching on them because i'm just oh, enjoying yeah. 3-0 I, 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 I just want to enjoy it dip, if we want to dip our toes in mistakes i got a few that i can think of but i know right the academy team like they, the promo team already knows about it because they're they i feel like they're very self-reflective players yeah let's, um let's, but like let's figure out once and for all what we're calling uh this iteration of the roster uh, the, the, the miracle roster the the, the pro mode team are we just going to call them the lcs roster for now uh i mean how are we going to go about this 
I, I'm going to call them the promo team for now because, uh, okay. and we'll get in, we'll get into this later because I'm not sure what FlyQuest plans on doing with the roster and next week. Because I have a feeling they still want to use the guys that are playing in Academy right now, right? So for the time being, the the guys that played this past weekend, I'm just going to call the promo boys the promo team because they got promoted and they earned it. And I think it just has a nice, very solid, positive connotation behind it. Yep. I agree, but I also like Fudar's suggestion of FlyQuest 2, Electric Boogaloo, and chat. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 uh, I'm a big fan of that one as well. Uh, I'm down for any kind of uh, meme power or meme energy we can get uh, for mm -hmm. the rest of this summer. Absolutely. So, big win against CounterLogic Gaming. Uh, mm -hmm. Loved seeing that, and that put us one over them. Uh, in the standings, sole position of 8th place at the time. And we would not stop there. Uh, went up against Immortals the next day. I'm going to pull up this uh, draft real fast. If I can. Alright, so... Uh. So this was... So we, uh, we banned the Ziggs on this one, which was really funny to me. Um... And then uh, this one, triple pulling out the Azir uh, into the Silas, which was super interesting. Uh, but the big thing on this, Diamond bringing out the Crank. Uh, Blitzcrank for Diamond. Uh, this was a super exciting pick for me. We don't often get to see the Blitzcrank in pro play. Uh, so, Curly, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. So it was the Varus Blitzcrank into Aphelios Thresh. Uh, I mean, what were your thoughts on on that matchup? So, <clears throat> admittedly, I, I only got around to actually watching this today because Sunday's um, usually busy all day. That's fair. But, uh, I mean, my thoughts, I think Blitzcrank is a good pocket pick, mm -hmm. for one, for the LCS. Um, it worked out, obviously. Like, I want to say <laughs> we we got a double kill. Like, well, no, we got a kill on them early in the bot lane. Like, the first blood was in the bot lane, so clearly, <laughs> clearly it worked out. Um, it, the, the Blitzcrank hook is better than the Thresh hook, because as much as he can, like, pull you for a second, just suddenly being shifted to a whole different location, in my opinion, a lot more powerful. Um... But personally, I know you mentioned the Blitzcrank. I want to talk about Lee Sin. Yeah. Because yeah. this week, we were the only team in the LCS Summer Split to put Lee Sin in the right place twice. <laughs> <laughs> we did it twice. We were like, wait a second, Lee Sin's a jungler. Let's give him to our jungle. And it paid off both times. Like, it... it <laughs> crazy how it works like that sometimes. <laughs> it's like straight up like uh, when we saw it with Jose Diodo and uh the academy <clears throat> scene and then we saw NXI pull it out yesterday both time they both looked excellent on the champ because Leeson is a jungler and that's where he thrives and that's what he should be and <laughs> so LCS orgs if you are watching this don't pick Lee Sin if you're not putting him in the jungle. <laughs> Please. <laughs> because when you do, you get wins like this. <laughs> yep, that's true. 
So uh, I wanted to really my the, the game I was happiest with this weekend, funnily enough, was this Immortals game. And yeah. uh, let me explain why. So I, I said going into this weekend, the biggest thing that we need to take care of when playing Immortals is their bot lane, because I think they are the weak point. Um, in which case, that was why the Blitzcrank came in. And obviously it showed in the very first, like, what was it, level one, level two? We got the kill on it, and we started taking priority in the bot lane, and it was great. However, what I want to give props for for the team is NXI and Kumo realized Revenge was not playing well this match and proceeded to spend most of his time top lane, which kind of ended up biting Tomo in the butt a little bit later on. But basically, the team made a call and was like, hey, look, we got our advantage early. We don't really need to give resources to the bot lane at this point. Let's send NXI top lane and not let Revenge play the game, period. And honestly, it worked out because Revenge wasn't playing well. NXI was on top of his game, or, uh, and Kuma was also on top of his game, right? And so I, I liked seeing the switch of strategy going from, yeah, let's punish the bot lane with this Blitzcrank pick to, we don't really need to. Let's just go top, make sure the Akali doesn't pop off. We've got Kumo on Viego. That'll do great, and we'll just go from there. So the adaptability from the team in that game was amazing, and I just really, really want to give props for that one. Yeah, I thought this draft was really good. Uh, pulling it up. It's sometimes certain parts of Lolpedia don't uh, update as fast as you would want them to. Um, but just looking at it again, you know, the Ziggs ban I really liked because uh, we know that Immortals does like to pull out spicy picks, including the Ziggs. Um the Viego top was, I think, a good pick. Uh, Viego's just super good. And then I really liked uh, seeing the Azir uh, from Triple. We saw a lot of him, we saw him playing that a lot in Academy in the spring. Uh, so we know he's got a good Azir um, into the Silas from Insanity. So I love seeing Triple on the Azir. I love seeing him on, you know, the Orianna, things like that. We know he does those picks really really well and then he also apparently has a very nasty leblanc uh so really good to see that now the real question though for triple was he robbed a little bit for player of the week i mean the yes man, the man did pop off <clears throat> you know yes <laughs> <laughs> i will say it to i like a hundred percent agree but I, I think he was because you got to think of the circumstances. That alone should put him like it, in contention. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> it, this guy comes up from academy, is put relatively like pretty much on the spot against C9, um, Granite, and CLG and Immortals, but comes up and just not necessarily solo carries, but is a consistent like fire in every single match that the enemy team can't seem to control, you know? <clears throat> and so he shows up and he just like, he stops. And so like, you can't not give the guy player of the week. That's fair. So rude. I think uh, Knox, did you have an opinion on that? Well, I, I was going to say, I'll be the Debbie downer and say, uh, 
I don't think he deserves I will say I don't agree with Licorice getting into it if we want to get into that briefly. I think it should have been Danny getting it, but I don't think Triple was quite deserving of it due to the game three against Immortals. Um, that t- uh, that bot lane teleport just was not that great. On, although Drek in chat saying Kumo uh, can also make a case going 7-0, and which I Kumo. wholeheartedly agree with. I, I agree think with Kumo should be in consideration. It's- it's, let's be real. Triple and Kumo, like, if you could share the pedestal, that's what I'd really put up there. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. think, uh, for me, the team MVP of the week is Kumo, just in terms of the percent. And this will help us, I think, uh, transition over to kind of the Academy talk uh, with the original LCS roster now playing in Academy. But Kumo played in all seven stage matches for LCS and Academy, and he won every single one. Uh, is it just a Kumo diff? Is that really what's going on here? Uh, I would say yes, uh, especially if you if anyone here has read the article from Diamond. Uh, let me see who it's from, by the way, so that way I can... From Invent Global. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you guys read that article, you would see that he was put a huge, huge emphasis on the fact that Diamond and Kumo are the big shot callers of the team. And Diamond was really heavily emphasizing the fact that, like, hey, me and Kumo are what make this work. And, like, without Kumo, I mean... I, he doesn't really reference it, but I mean, you can kind of see how it worked with Licorice, who didn't talk as much. And he even says in the article, Licorice was more quiet. Mm-hmm. Having the top laner who is more vocal and more willing to take the lead makes it his life a lot easier. And all that combined just tells me, like, Kumo needed to be the MVP of this week and going 7 and 0, being like, I believe the first player to ever do that in North America. So, huh? yeah, I, I think Kumo needs the props. Yeah, Curly. I mean, you're the you're the top laner of the group. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts, Kumo? Organizational MVP for this for the week. Yeah, the man <clears throat> played more than. I don't know if I've ever heard of a uh, another professional league player playing this much. You know, and he just got through it all with flying colors. Like I never once seen saw any fatigue in his gameplay or in him. He just powered through it, chatted every single game. Like, I, I, I never saw any weakness from the man. And so, like, he really stepped up when the org needed him mo- more than anyone else because, like, they didn't have a backup. Mm-hmm. So it was the only option if they wanted to play every game. Yeah. To be fair, right. if you're in <clears throat> LCK or LPL, there's always a chance of you playing six stage games in one week because of those best of threes that they've got going on over there but not seven but not seven uh (laughs) true so the academy team uh well the lcs team now academy team boy that's you know real confusing uh an expected or a should have been expected 4-0 they really to me looked like an lcs roster playing academy teams uh kind of mm-hmm. stomped c9 uh the hundred thieves matches were a little closer i felt um but ultimately you know they locked down jose looked fantastic palafox looked fantastic uh and even johnson who admittedly i had been giving a little bit of uh casting a little doubt on he looked much improved as well i mean Knox, i know you watched some of those games. Uh, what were your thoughts on 
those matchups? I think Jose Diodo had a grudge to uh, <laughs> to, to show. He he came out like a monster, dude. He had absolutely great play all weekend long. Um, just I, yeah, it goes to show that Jose Diodo is truly like worthy of the import slot i think he just hasn't been able to have the team around him properly while playing in the lcs but coming into this weekend he got on the academy stage and it was just like no no this is not where i need to be let me show you why and he just had a (laughs) field day so uh i mean that least yeah from from him was absolutely incredible it, it was just nutty it was nutty there's nothing else to say about it it was just nutty and so with that said i think uh these games, for the most part, go to show that in certain aspects, the LCS teams do absolutely belong in the LCS, and the academy teams don't belong in the, uh, academy, uh, in the LCS. But then you also have our own academy team disproving that exact same <laughs> concept. So it gets kind of funny, but uh, at least for Cloud9, they, they rolled over them 100 thieves. You did see some issues about maybe some communication not quite being there, but like the individual play was... So it works out. I think the other thing you have to consider is that after being in Academy and having a 4-0 weekend and having a very solid play in general, I'm sure the confidence of these guys is probably boosted a lot, right? Like, okay, we smacked some kitties around. We're ready to get back on the main stage. Like, just call us up, coach. Well, and so actually that makes me think of the Jose Diodo interview <clears throat> where he he actually was like, yeah, we need we should win these. Um when he was asked about like how how does it feel to like go from this loss streak to winning, he's like, well, it, it's just it is what it is. Like, if we came in here and didn't win it, he didn't say that part. But it's like if they came in there and they didn't win it, whew, that would be right. Some eyebrows raised, yeah. um, if you ask me. But the fact that they did stomp is like good. It is expected. That does show that the individual players have the quality, as you said. And I think <clears throat> that's. Both the blessing and the curse of the uh, original roster, in that they all, as individuals, are actually solid players. I get like they clearly are LCS caliber. Uh, it's just their relationship as team, like in game, is not. So, like, it's essentially if you get five random plat players and put them against five diamond players, you'd expect them to win. Mm-hmm. Right, other way around. Sorry. Diamond players against plat players. Like, you just do that tier. You'd expect them to win. It's just so low key. But if you put five platinum players who have been playing together all the time against a plat team of solo queues, or I mean, a diamond team, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, we get Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got it. We got it. God. The analogy has, broke my brain. <laughs> a team that has uh, communication and synergy problems is going to struggle uh, when up against teams that do not have communication and synergy issues. Uh, SMG Fudar in the chat asking, are they the Power Rangers creating the Megazord or Voltron creating Voltron? Uh, they're Power Rangers, but they're all the White Rangers, so they have their own Zord that they sometimes use together. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll go with the, <laughs> we'll go with the Power well, Rangers. I'll, I'll go with that one, sure. We'll go with the <laughs> also, you can say Power Rangers because we're all about solar power uh, this summer, right? So it's hey, the, but, so um, we're the, we're the uh, <laughs> Solar Power Rangers. Uh, we'll go with that. Uh, so let's talk real quickly about the... 
difference levels between the academy and the LCS. So the big thing here is that, I mean, obviously both teams went undefeated. Uh, both teams had Kubo. But the big difference I think that we saw was obviously no licorice on the teams. Uh, now I did see uh, some folks dropping uh, the idea that licorice was the problem uh, in various places. I hardcore disagree, and Knox, I see you shaking your head. Why don't you take the run, take the first run against <laughs> the statement licorice was the problem? Because I disagree with that statement, and I believe you do as well. So take it off. I mean, evidence A, look at the Golden Guardians games. Evidence B, look at the fact that he had literally player of the week. Evidence C, uh, just... You can't also be blaming all on one person for what is clearly a team issue, right? Um, like, for instance, like, if, once again, I'm going to reference the Diamond article, right? His shot calling relies on someone else to help him shot call. He, he's not a solo shot caller. He's not high back in 2013, 2014, where he does all the work himself. He needs someone else to help him out with that. And so that's technically a team issue. And it, shouldn't absolutely fall onto licorice to be like hey we need you to be a shot caller as much of a veteran as he was i guess the expectation was just a misunderstood concept i guess when bringing the team together so you can't put that on licorice i mean you expect him to play well you don't expect him to be a shot caller if he can't shot call right so at the end of the day like it's not licorice's fault that the FlyQuest team was not performing I mean, there are instances where it was his fault, but I mean, not like as a whole, right? So mm -hmm. just, I don't know. The, the idea of it's Licorice's fault that the FlyQuest team was not performing is just so unbased that it's ridiculous. He, he <laughs> yeah, he has responsibilities for the failings of the team, but it's not his whole fault. It's the team's. Curly, any, uh, are you going to assent or dissent uh, with this take? I'm going to assent some parts and dissent other parts. <laughs> and I'm going to start with my dissent because okay. do not do my boy Diamond dirty like that. He can solo call. He can oh, yeah. solo oh, call. Yeah. He just didn't because if, from what I interpreted from the article, everyone was just quiet at first. But by being on Academy, he's like, you know what? I'll shot call. I'll shot call. I'll do it. So even if Kuma wasn't there, I think Diamond could confidently shot call. It was just the environment of the spring split um, that it didn't give him the power to because everyone's like, he was like, okay, maybe we should just have Licorice do it. That's what the team wants. And so now that that like burden is off of Licorice and it's anyone like <clears throat> Diamond can solo shot call, but. Oh yeah. Fair, fair take, Licor fair take. Licorice is like not the problem per se. It was the way we tried to fit him into our organization. That was the problem. So it's when you finish a solo queue game and you felt like you didn't play with your team and you type team diff, <laughs> it's not necessarily that you all think you were bad players. You just couldn't play it together. And for Licorice, he couldn't figure, like he just really couldn't figure out how to play with this team, whereas Golden Guardians, clearly whatever spot they had from over there is, is perfect for him, like, at this stage. 
And so that's just kind of what it was. So it, it wasn't a licorice wasn't a problem. It wasn't the team was a problem. It was just the way we tried to connect into the team didn't work out. And so that's what I think ultimately the problem was. And I think another thing is, is kind of like you said, we put too much of this burden on him, this expectation. He's got to be the shot caller. It's clearly, as we've seen from this weekend, experience does not mean wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because C9 losing to Fly Academy. We got, like, in the long, grand scheme of things, ultimately our roster is newer to the scene, and they've got people who've been around for a while. And CLG is all veterans. And so just because they're veterans doesn't mean they're going to make the best shot calls. It's the person who's willing to make those shot calls who can read the game better. So, yeah, so that's my opinion on what the problem was. We just didn't have the right role for Licorice. And GG does. Fair enough. You, you got you got an opinion on this one, Sandy? Uh, my opinion was going to be that uh, when it comes to typing team diff uh in your solo queue game usually my tactic is to just take whatever position i was playing and type that diff so you know jungle diff or mid diff bot diff even if i went 010 uh the purpose is to just tilt the ever living hell out of your (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know make them just make them rage for a little bit so that's my take on it uh in terms of uh, Licorice, I'm going to agree with Curly in that we did not, um, I think it was a good experiment to try, um, put, having Licorice lead the team. I think the thought was good. Uh, I just wish we would have realized it wasn't working sooner, um, and attempted something different. Now, you know, Licorice is a... You know, he's clearly, you know, still a talented player. I mean, he was looking like old C9 licorice uh, this past weekend with Golden Guardians. Um, so I don't think it at any point was a, oh, his mechanics are slacking. You know, he's worse of a player now, whatever. Um, I do think it's probably harder to play well or play up to the level that you can while having to coordinate and lead your team um so perhaps on golden guardians he doesn't have to do that so much and he can focus on just stomping his lane and uh, winning his matchups uh so next up on our little list of things to discuss uh is it possible that the main reason we went 3-0 is that we just weren't respected uh, mm-hmm. y- y- this is certainly a possibility. Now, what I would say is that CLG and Immortals probably gave us a bit more respect. CLG, A, because, you know, it was a pivotal game. Must win. Yeah, must win, pivotal game for playoff position. Uh, for Immortals, uh, their coach, Giotto, uh, said something on Twitter, I believe, I'm going to very, very loosely paraphrase this, uh, that it was an interesting swap, and he's hoping that the team can look more like the preseason fourth-place power rankings that we were supposed to get at FlyQuest. So 
I was reading that as uh, he was taking it seriously. Uh, so maybe that leads us to, did Cloud9 uh, disrespect us a little bit? Um, Nox, I mean, what were what were your thoughts on this? So I, I, I probably agree with you, at least on the CLG and the Immortals part. Um, I think it's a little disingenuous from some of the people that I've seen saying, like, oh, they probably just disrespected the roster, they didn't do the scouting, etc., etc. Uh, I think Immortals desperately need every win they can get because they're they're trying to vie for that sixth spot, right? Which makes sure you're not in that lower bracket of playoffs and you have a possible double elimination, which is very, very valuable. Well, any, um, any, and moment sealed... now, any moment now, they might be vying for seventh with us, so... Exactly, that too. And so... Might be. Like, <laughs> might be. <laughs> Cur Cur Curly's like, don't get me started, I'll get it. <laughs> I did the math. I did the math yesterday. We're getting seventh. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that here in a second. Because you I, know, I, know, I know you've got a whole rant on that one, Curly. <laughs> but uh, to, to reiterate, though, I, I, Immortals had no reason to like take us easy, right? They, there was no reason to coast. They, they need the win. And CLG obviously very much so need the win. So I think it's safe to say that we can disregard those teams disrespecting us and saying, oh, it's a free win. That's just not true. Cloud9, on the other hand, is possibly a different story. Um, I, I've said this before on the podcast. We have a very, very bad uh, record against Cloud9 as an organization. I believe we, after this win, we're like 7-22 and 22 against them. So I wouldn't be surprised if the org of Cloud9 was kind of like, okay, it's the academy team. We've historically had not really that many issues with them. Um, Let's, and I'm not saying they took it easy, but I mean, the TF pick was what really kind of made me go, huh? are you guys really doing this now? In which case, Perks obviously wasn't looking all that solid that game. Right. Uh, it really just came down to Fudge, who was just hard carrying, like Ooh. desperately trying oh, to carry yeah. them to the finish line. And so I would say, I wouldn't say it's disrespect, but I don't think Cloud9 gave their 100%. I think we go back before that game starts and cloud nine's like all right mental on we're getting 100 percent. it may be a bit of a different game but i don't think cloud nine came in 100 percent for that match yeah i i really didn't like the twisted fate pick for perks i mean not sure where it came from it was yeah and fudge was absolutely trying to 1v9 it was a bit more of like a 1v4 uh, because we obviously won uh that game so it wasn't quite the 1v9 but absolutely uh, but yeah, Curly. I mean, any thoughts on? Uh, so the one th Cloud Nine and maybe underestimating us. The one thing I do want to um, point out is I <clears throat> something I had read somewhere, and I don't remember where it is. Is that a possibility of why Friday was the day of upsets? Was that the teams that had top five secured <clears throat> were using this time to experiment? with meta so they could get ahead of it before playoffs and i think that's not necessarily yeah that's definitely what happened but there's a non-zero chance that that might be why we had like the tf pick um and i think i want to say it was the first time we had seen a kali top in the lcs or it's not the first but it's time. not common either yeah it's very uncommon and it so like it's probably mid from most teams mm -hmm. so it was like Clearly, and actually, what what else we got from that match lineup? Because that, where is it? 
Yeah, so it was a Kali. They put Nocturne in the jungle. Yeah, so nothing else too crazy aside from the TF and a Kali in the top. But um, I do agree. Like, I don't think that's exactly the case. But it is something you might want to take into consideration. But I still think, even if it is the case, it just goes to show them that they shouldn't underestimate. And I don't think that's necessarily the only reason. It just made it easier. I do think these players have the caliber to win if they are scouted properly. Yeah, uh, fully agree. And then in terms of how much FlyQuest will win, Curly, I mean, let's talk how far we can go uh, okay. with this iteration of the roster. I mean, what do the... So, I mean, let's recap the standings. Right now, we are 12 and 24. We are in 8th. Yeah, We're so I will... Sole possession of 8th place, two games ahead of CLG and Golden Guardians. Uh, we are three games behind Immortals and six mm -hmm. games behind 6th place Dignitas. Uh, nine games remain in the season. Mm -hmm. It is not impossible for us to get to sixth no but how likely do you think it is so let me go all charlie day here because <laughs> <laughs> where, where are the letters, where are the letters? i did i did a very like as i was getting ready to type in hashtag league of legends in fly cord last night i really dialed it back but now that we're talking i'm gonna get a little deeper with the math that I've put in uh, for what it's going to take, where I'm going to preface this now if you don't want to listen to all the math. We will make seventh. It is statistically probable. Like, we can absolutely do it. <clears throat> so, the top five teams don't matter in terms of that math. The only math we really have to concern ourselves with are immortals. FlyQuest, and Dignitas. It's the only three teams we need to pay attention to. Personally, I think that Immortals is going to lose to all the top five teams right there. <clears throat> and so they like they might be able to pull off an upset on EG and a sloppy 100T if they get back to the power that they had at the beginning of the summer split, but the way they're playing right now, they, there's nothing they... like. I don't think they can do that. So that's five losses on their side already i think they're gonna lose maybe to a clg that or no no not clg sorry i think they'll lose to golden guardians uh in this round robin <clears throat> so that is a six loss um and then lastly i i don't really see them beating us so the only two wins they'll have for the rest of the split will be dignitas and CLG in my book. Okay. And so, and I'm just saying this based on the performance I've seen from them and how some of the teams are looking right now. Um, and so that their final record will be 17 and 28. Now, Dignitas, the, um, <clears throat> they currently are six games ahead of us. They, in my opinion, will also lose to the top five teams. However, I do think that they will win. Um, <clears throat> actually, wait, who does it? I, 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 like, I have them going three and six. I can't remember exactly why, but they've been averaging one and two all split. Like, if they had a 3-0, which I don't think they have, they did have an 0-3 later, 
it, it basically the average is one and two. So we can just safely assume that they're going to go three and six in this final round robin. Um, so unfortunately, based on the FlyQuest math that I'm doing, where I can say we can confidently beat Dig, Immortals, CLG, and Golden Guardians, plus take off two of the top five, that'll put us in six and three. That's not enough. Not enough to beat Dig, but I believe it would tie us with Dig. No, it wouldn't. I'm sorry. Because oh. our final record would be 18 and 27, and theirs would be 21 and 20, uh, 24. So this is why I can say we can confidently get seventh. Right. Now, <laughs> if we want to get six, the two things we'll have to rely on is us beating these expectations and Dignitas flopping. The Dignitas will, like, we will have to lose maximum of two games if we want to uh, beat Dignitas because we need to win seven more games than they do. So we need to be seven and two and they need to be six and three or no, basically they need to be mirrored. Right. It's crazy. There's a lot. We lost me on the math here. They have to, uh, I did a lot simpler. We'll sum it up with this. We have to stomp and they have to be trash and we can pass them. Yeah, if we go nine and zero, then we are definitely six. <laughs> well, Which, of course, we're, we're gonna go nine and zero. I definitely like. <laughs> if, we, if we go nine and zero, we're making a deep playoffs run. Well, Simple yeah, as that. If we go nine yeah. and zero, then uh, then I might actually have to go buy uh, some tickets to Worlds. Uh, and- <laughs> well, first we gotta like check the uh, flight restrictions, but yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, that's my Curly's math for a second. I'm sorry, I got a little off track uh, there. That's our Curly's <laughs> math segment. Uh, but that brings us into the next thing I want to talk about. So if we are going to go 9-0, what roster are we going to do it with? Um, you know, are we going to maintain uh, the promo boys all the way through the rest of the season? Or, as Nick has alluded to in interviews and elsewhere... Could there be different iterations of the roster brought together? Um, could we see Jose brought back up to the LCS? Uh, could we see Palafox coming back through? Uh, there's a lot of possibilities, obviously. Um, we have, you know, nine players, basically. I don't think there's almost no way, barring some kind of, like, medical emergency, that Philip would play in LCS, right? Uh, no, we can, no. <laughs> we can basically assume Kumo starting in top lane, and that's about it. Uh, and again, unless we get a surprise Tuesday night uh, announcement about the roster, uh, we might not exactly know who is playing in LCS until uh, the last minute. Friday. Yeah, until Friday. I think for now, it's safe to assume, based off of the performance from the weekend, it'll be the Probo Boys. Friday, Saturday, Sunday against TSM, EG, and 100 Thieves. Uh, yeah, I would agree with Fudar in the chat. Ride the hot hand. I think yep, that's what we go agreed. Uh, yeah, Nox. Mm-hmm. Is there any world in which you see some kind of iteration where we mix and match the teams? Uh, I could see, because who do we play Sunday? 100 Thieves, right? Uh, 100 Thieves is Sunday, yes. 
So I could see a world where we get to like through Friday and Saturday and it's like, okay, like say, say we win those two games. It's like, okay, we're looking good. Let's see what happens when we put Palafox and Jose back in and we keep Kumo and we keep Tomo and we keep Diamond because I don't see a world where um, obviously Kumo's in, in which case there's a whole article of Diamond saying like, yeah, the way we shot call right now is between me and Kumo, right? Yeah. So Diamond and Kumo are the shot callers. I don't see a world where Diamond gets subbed out for Dreams because currently Diamond likes playing with Tomo. Diamond is shot calling with Kumo. So I think you have to have those core three. So I could see a world, though, where if we want to try and put Palafox back in and Jose Diota back in, because those are the more experienced, quote unquote, players or the better individual players, that if the synergy is there, like if they're squirming this week and they're trying out different roster variations, maybe on Sunday we try it. But for the most part, I'm going to stick with the idea of we just stick with the whole academy. Or sorry, the promo boys. I'm, I'm the one making this title for me. I'm not even using it. The promo boys, the promo team. I think we just need to stick with the promo team the whole weekend long. But I could see a world where we put in Palafox and Jose Diodo on Sunday. Curly, uh, any reasoning for you where we would experiment with the roster iterations? Uh -huh. Well, before I go into detail, I'm going to be honest. Promo boys are bust, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined to agree. What I will say is rather than Sunday against 100 Thieves, I foresee us potentially pulling... This is going to sound a little flamey, but it's just how it is. I only see... A, so the only... I only see... Um, Jose Diodo or Palafox coming back for any games the rest of the season. And I only think it's going to be the quote unquote low stakes games of like Dignitas and CLG. And maybe, maybe even Golden Guardians because the relationship between Jose Diodo and Licorice was really good, in my opinion. So they would. Like, he might have an edge up on how Licorice can play, and so on rather than NXI. So that like might be the only other thing. Those are the only three games I think we might potentially sub them in. Otherwise, like I said, it's Academy or Bus. Into quote Ricebox quoting Diamond. Um, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to play with less experienced players like NXI and Tomo because they don't have a developed play style. Um, and Diamond and Kumo can like have that authority, like they will follow and respect Kumo and Diamond because they're like, all right, these guys know what they're doing. I can learn from them. And then I think it also actually the one reason I really want to keep NXI in is um from his interview where he's like, I don't want to be known for one thing. I just want to learn everything. <laughs> I just yeah. want to do it all. Yeah, I like the mindset a lot. I I really want to that. Thank you for reminding me of that because I did want to talk about that interview that NXI did on broadcast, which was so so cool, um, so humble. You know, he could have easily gotten on stage or gotten onto that interview and been you know braggadocious and you know just kind of like conceited and be like yeah you know we're so good da, 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 da. but he was you know he was humble he was very cool about it all 
and you know he was just like yeah i just want to i just want my accomplishments to be you know what i'm remembered for you know and that is a great mindset from somebody who's so new to the pro scene uh and i'm really excited to see where that mindset will take him uh, and hopefully it's with FlyQuest for a very, very long time. Wholeheartedly agreed. Wholeheartedly yes. agreed. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's move forward to next weekend. So we talked a little bit about uh, what the next week's roster could look like. We're all hoping that we stick with the hot hand and that we stay with the pro mode boys. Pumo, NXI, Triple, Tomo, Diamond. Uh, I think that'll be great. Um, so let's move on to next weekend. We play three very, very good teams. Uh, we play TSM on Friday, Evil Geniuses on Saturday, and 100 Thieves on Sunday. Uh, why don't we get our predictions up? And the flaming, yeah. the flaming can begin at that point. So just before I bring this up, uh, Knox War twice now. Um, it, it, it has said we're going all the way, agreeing with the nine zero. Let's do this, which is exactly why he's the only one that doesn't have a three AO up for this weekend. All right, now okay, now I need to I need to give a little bit of a caveat. Up until approximately an hour and a half ago, uh, about ten minutes before. Or like 20 minutes yeah before 20 minutes before the podcast i actually had the exact same picks as Knox. uh so i had us only beating tsm and losing to both eg and 100 thieves but look i uh i just couldn't i i couldn't let the boys down i couldn't not have faith uh ultimately i think for me this week was a situation of I could see us beating all three of these teams, and I could see us losing to all three of these teams. Um, I don't have enough data or information right now to feel good one way about it or another. Uh, mm-hmm. I do feel best about us beating TSM, because we seem to have their number uh, so far this season, um, for some reason or another. So based off of that results-based analysis... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just, so I just noticed there is a, a number that didn't get changed correctly, and I'm annoyed. <laughs> oh, what's the number? The 38 on Knox Wars, because... <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't realize I was doing that well. Wow, you man. are doing that well, but that is not exactly mathematically correct. Yeah, that's not a, <laughs> you up. should be at... It should be at 46. I guess it just didn't say. But anyway, oh, well. before I take the screen away, read it off for the listeners. Yes. Uh, so Curly has a 3-0 weekend. Sandy Toes has a, that's me, uh, has a 3-0 weekend. And Knox War has a 1-2 weekend, oh ye of little faith. Uh, only beating TSM and losing to both Evil Geniuses and 100 Thieves. Um, 
so, right, so do, do you gonna, want do you, do you want the reasoning? I'm gonna pit you and Curly against each other, actually, because because I said I'm kind of fifty fifty on the whole thing. I'm just choosing to have some blind optimism. <laughs> uh, so so let's I mean let's just hit the TSM one real fast because we all agreed on that one. Curly, uh, why do you see that one being a dub? We beat C nine. Okay. <laughs> we can... so, uh... If we beat C9, we can beat TSM again and have a four and one record all season. Wow, that knocked that knocked Knox all the way. Uh, uh... That was uh, that was a powerful. powerful all the evidence I needed. Uh, all right. It's very compelling evidence. I I, 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 I do. I I mean I agree. Now that wasn't. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hunt, uh, evil geniuses. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just gonna move on. I don't. I don't really think you can actually debate that at all. Uh, evil geniuses. This team is good. Uh, I really want people to understand that this is not the same team that we saw in spring. Uh, I believe they are on a eight-game eight. winning streak. Yep, eight. They are, it is eight. they are on fire, folks. They are tied for the mm-hmm. second best record in summer. Uh, they are probably a top three team legitimately contending for a world spot, in my opinion. They look really, really good. Things seem to have clicked for them, finally. Um, so, now, uh, they do, yeah, they do play Golden Guardians on Friday. Uh, I, you would expect that on paper to be a win. So at some point, right, that win streak has to come to an end. Why not against the promo boys? I mean, why not? I mean, Knox, why do you have EG, uh, this super team right now, uh, taking down the Academy boys? Uh, right now, I, I just, the EG team looks, so like, our strength is our synergy, right? We, we, we know how we want to play, we know what we want to do, but we don't necessarily have the individual outplays all the time, right? Not that we don't have them at all, but just consistently, we don't always have them. And so, this EG team, for me, uh, they have the synergy, and then you have Impact in the top lane, who's just been this rock. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a time for Kumo to try and find any cracks in that giant wall of his, right? Then you've got Finscaren, who in the past eight games has really cleaned up his play, who looks a lot more solid and has really kind of reaffirmed his position on the team, has kind of really crawled his way back into being in the conversation of deserving his spot. Um, Jizuke, who still has his int moments, don't get me wrong, um, has had kind of less over time, I've noticed, and has in generally has generally been more consistent, even though he still has kind of those oomph moments. So if we're going to win it, I think we need to punish Jazuke and kind of go through there. And I'll we'll talk about that in the forecast. But that's kind of the way we win it. And then Danny and Ignar have been absolutely nuts. Like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, I thought Danny deserved an MVP over Licorice. I, I think he's been playing out of his mind. He looks good. I just, that's going to be a hard, hard bot lane for Tomo and Diamond to play into. Not that it's not doable, but it's just, the cards are stacked against us. And if I were to have to give a ratio, I'd probably give it in EG's favor about 60 to 40 right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Curly, uh, any rebuttal there? 
Um, I am going to bring this to our side lanes in the fact that I personally think that Kumo better than Impact. You open the oven, Curly? You, you open I, the oven, Curly? No, so now that Plus went 3-0, the hot takes are back. Oh, my uh, God. The hot Ooh. takes are, like, toasty. I, I think... I, I don't know this man. I, <laughs> I, I don't know who this no, is. If I'm being honest, like, I genuinely... I think Kumo is a better top laner than Impact. I just do. And then in the side lane, like Danny, real good ADC, and Ignar is a support player. <laughs> is a support player? That's one way of putting it. Um, I think Diamond and Tomo are just better bot lane, like hands down. So I think our side lanes just can win better and like give more, uh, <laughs> just give more options for NXI. Like NXI can just show up and he'll get kills. He doesn't like. They can be like, "Yo, you want to come gank?" and he'll be like, "Yeah, I guess." In my opinion, or they can just bully Jazuke. Like they can free up the uh, pressure on the side lanes, so they can just bully Jazuke and really make it a tail side of the coin flip. Uh, Udar <laughs> says, "I feel like Curly dug a hole and is doubling down and digging deeper out of spite." I mean, I am not going to touch the. Kumo you don't have to ride my hot takes, Kumo but that's just than, my uh, take. Kumo better than Impact uh, take right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay off that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think. What I don't think is that Evil Geniuses are the coin flip team. Uh, that everyone has thought they were. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think they are that anymore. They have looked very controlled. Uh, Jizuke has not looked like a coin flip player uh, for several weeks now. I think mm -hmm. they are legitimately a... Uh, they've got two LCS caliber junglers in Sven Scare mm -hmm. and Contracts. Um, I think they're a legitimately scary team. Uh, yeah, Ricebox uh, in chat says, I hope... EG will sub in contracts, so we'll see who's the better academy jungler. I if they do that, we win hands I, down. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think you would. Evil Genius. All respect to play. contracts. No, I think they would actually probably play uh, contracts uh, in the match against us. I would be. That would not surprise me whatsoever to see that. Well, happen. then we. That just reaffirms my belief. Well, and then we'll just uh, see. <laughs> Uh, right now, uh, I mean, legitimately, I'm taking us over Evil Geniuses only because, you know, every win streak has to come to an end at some point, you know? And uh, I think we'll be... We're going to be the ones to do it, damn it. And we'll be the ones to do it. All right, let's wrap up predictions discussing the 100 Thieves game. Uh, you know, we've got some uh, friendly 100 Thieves fans in the chat, I know. So uh, let's tread cautiously here. Uh, so, Nox, uh, why are we going to absolutely stomp Hunter Thieves into the ground? Uh, well, my 3-0 prediction would be because, uh... <laughs> Tread cautiously, why are we going to demolish them? <laughs> uh, it, 
if we're going off the 3-0 prediction that I'm saying, it's because Sunday has had some actually not so good moments. If we're if we're gonna win this match, it's because Sunday's not playing to his peak right now, right? Um in addition to that, I think Abe has not been carrying as hard as he was earlier on in the split. Not that he's not carrying, but like his carry agency has been not as strong. So both the mid and top lane for us, I think, is going to really be our way through into winning this match. If we're going off my actual predictions, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. Um, I think our bot lane is not going to be able to match up to FBI and Huhi, who are, in my opinion, still the best bot lane, even over Danny and Ignar currently in the LCS. Um, So I don't think we're going to be able to win that bot lane. I think hopefully what will happen is we'll hold our ground and we can go even or slightly lose it. Um, I think triple into Abadage is going to be a very interesting matchup because both can play whatever, right? I don't know what to predict in the mid lane because triple can play control mages or you can play stuff like Lucian. Um, and then you have Abadage who can play stuff like the Karma and the control mages into like whatever assassins he wants to play. That's a hard matchup, in which case I think Abadage has the experience and the uh, individual outplay ability over triple, as good as triple's been. Don't get me wrong, he literally solo killed perks. Uh, but this is that's going to be a tough matchup. And then Kumo is actually the one winning matchup I see us having. I think he can beat Sunday. I don't think Sunday's been performing all that well currently. So if we really, really want to win, I want to see Kumo absolutely just obliterate Sunday in the top lane. Sorry, kind boy. Love you. <laughs> yeah, I do love uh, I, I love Sunday as a player. Um, you know, if he randomly came to FlyQuest, I'd be super excited about that for sure. Um yeah, I think uh, I think that Hundred Thieves will be the most difficult matchup of the weekend for us. Mm-hmm. I looking at the head to head, I'm pretty sure we have not beaten. Yeah, we've lost all nope. four games to them uh, yep. all season. Uh, mm-hmm. I would not be shocked to see it become a fifth time. Um, yeah, I think Nox, you nailed the big thing for me is that their bot lane is just still so so good. Um, Cole oh, has chosen the perfect time yeah, to uh, enter the chat. Hundred talk pod uh, entering the perfect time as we are in the middle of uh, discussing the FlyQuest Hundred Thieves matchup this weekend. Yeah, how we're going uh, to beat you guys respectfully. Yeah, looking looking forward to seeing how you guys discuss that matchup uh, later tonight. Oh, uh, I'm I'm yeah yeah. So yeah, FBI who he's still the best bot lane in the league, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be very tough for us to play through, <clears throat> through bot. Um, I think to win that matchup, it's going to hinge on getting a triple ahead, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have to, yeah, I think we're going to have to play through the solo lanes, play through mid, play through top, uh, get those lanes ahead, and as long as we can not hard lose bot lane should be fine um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i am confident in there being a chance to win that game but i'm gonna put it kind of like how i'm putting the eg match it's like a 51 49 uh okay for us you know it's Mm -hmm. it's very everything's very coin flippy for me right now i just i don't have enough data uh you know i mean we beat cloud nine uh and then you know we also beat two lower ranked teams so it's just kind of like all right 
not really sure how we're feeling here. Um, but right now, well, three zero. Well, my input here on the hundred thieves matchup number one is I already did my pickums for the week because I do my pickums <laughs> as soon as I possibly can whenever Knox War puts them up. And sure. as I was filling it out, I got to FlyQuest versus Hundred Thieves, and I was like, I was like, do I go for the three zero? Do I go for the three zero? And I thought long and hard. And I said, we do. We go for the 3-0. We ride the hype train. And before I get into more details of why I think it is, I'm going to summarize this the same reason that we beat TSM, however, in a negative reinforcement. <laughs> they lost to Golden Guardians. Well, Love you guys at 100 Talk Pod. Love 100 Thieves as an organization. You lost to Golden Guardians, guys, so of course we can beat you. Like, <laughs> we're, we're just going to bring in. To, we're just going to show up. I'm not going to bring up the fact that we have uh, we've split all four games uh, with Golden Guardians. We've split them two each. Yeah, it's uh, two and two. Uh, yeah, so and it was before right. they got licorice either, and now they're looking way better. Yeah, so, so all that says is that we are on equal that. grounds as an organization. And if they, so it was like statistically. Anyway, but to go into more detail. <laughs> Goes to the top lane again. I, I think, you know, like, unfortunately, someday's just not looking too hot, and Kumo's like a blaze of glory. Um, and then Abadaga, like, he's great. He's awesome. Some of these last two weeks isn't quite right. Isn't quite right, and I don't know why. Um, and so unless those two factors really solidify those weekends this weekend, those are, like, just points that are just going to be Real easy to dig in. Um, I said Abadaga both times. Thank you, Sir Darkor. Anyway, <clears throat> but it really comes down to the bot lane in the jungle for me because Closer is yeah. really good and FBI is the best ADC in the league. Um, so is Tomo going to come and uproot the king of the LCS bot lane? Yeah. Is Diamond going to help him do that? I really hope so. It's going that is going to be the toughest fight, if you ask me. Agreed. Yeah, I think um, I think to sum dude. up Yeah, just to sum up all three games real fast, in my opinion, as long for all of them, as long as we don't get hard stomped in lanes, I think we're gonna win all those games. I was gonna ask, do you either of you know if we're red side or blue side against hundred thieves? Do 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 do. Uh, we are blue. We are blue side. We're blue. Okay. Um. The the, the reason I ask is We're because I think it is. Week, so all weekend. Oh wow. Okay. Um. The reason I ask is because I think it is. Oh, man, it's hard to do because we're blue side, but. We just, I, I really want to emphasize that we cannot get counterpicked in the bot lane like we did last time we played them, where we went to Juggernaut comp early on, and then hundred thieves were like, oh. Okay, we'll go Zig Senna in the bot lane, and it just wrecked us, right? So I, I just I really want to make sure that when we're drafting this weekend against Hundred Thieves, that we try and save our bot lane pick towards the end, which I know is very hard to deal with because it opens up our solo laners early on. But I mean, if we can just get the Viego and Gwen again, I mean, I think we'll be okay. What if we just play Yasuo ADC? Shit, send it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Super random, but I'm looking at the schedule. I think, I, I think we're blue side the rest of the season. Yeah, really? 
That yeah, we are. Weird. All right, sure. Wild. We'll go with it. So we we get first. So just keep getting Gwen and Viego, and it's fine. We just, just yeah, just first, easy first, worlds. Just first, <laughs> uh, just first round. You know, Gwen huh. or Viego. We are. Yeah. How, okay. So here here's a super important question, then. What is the red side, blue side win rate to split right now? Oh man! Oh man! Can, can here you thought stats? it would be a this is, here, this is a this is live stat lookup with flight check right now. Dude, oh, this man. is highly important though. We need to figure this out. If it's blue side advantage, like we're we're, we're going to worlds. It's this happening. Is, this is also approximately the uh, the part in the podcast where we uh, completely lose any sense of control over. Our Absolutely. Game. Yeah. No. I was like, here. I thought we were gonna do a steady wind down, and then it was like, wait, wait. <laughs> what about this? On, uh, blue side. Uh, what is it? Games of Legends. That'll tell me, right? Um, oh my gosh. Games of Legends. LCS. Uh, come on, please. It looks oh, fairly balanced. Wow, it is. Red side has a 55% win rate. Oh, no, it's doomed, boys. It's over. Oh, no. No. It's over. Uh, we're not getting we're, we're not getting the 9-0. It's, it's over. Yes, we are. All right. We, we, no, we are breaking statistics here. Yeah, okay. We'll just uh, we'll take that 44% win rate every single time. We'll, we'll bump the uh, red side down to 50% and up the blue side to 50%. We'll do it ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right well this uh it's time to wrap this up yeah. Quick, a few administrative notes if you are in the twitch chat right now and you are not currently following flight check on twitch please go ahead click that follow button uh very soon enough uh we will get a subscribe button for all you people who are interested in giving us five dollars of your hard-earned cash and we will turn that money around uh, and invest it straight back into the show, namely getting Knox uh, better peripherals. You know, <laughs> uh, yep. we will we'll get there eventually. Uh, if you eventually. are listening to this vod on YouTube, we do uh, stream this live every Monday night, seven thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv slash Flight Check Crew. Uh, also, a uh, cool thing, I am finally going through and uploading the backlog of all our episodes uh, to various podcast channels, so you can go back and listen to all it's of our episodes. Happening. It's finally happening. You know what that it's also means is that I'm finally going to uh, be getting off my ass and uploading the episodes to Spotify and all your favorite podcast places uh, all of them for the morning after every single episode is broadcasted live on twitch so you'll be able to listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast breaker uh some of the other ones whose names i don't know that are kind of obscure but for some reason anchor lets you upload to them anyway you'll be able to listen to Everywhere. our sweet dulcet tones there uh and that's about it for us. Uh, Curly, starting with you, any quick shout-outs for the week? Any quick shout-outs? Um, well, <clears throat> I want to shout-out to uh, Drek for following me on stream today. Much appreciated. Cool. <laughs> I want to... I'm going to take this one from you guys. I want to shout-out Academy for breaking all of the expectations the LCS had for us. 
for breaking the 10 game loss streak and for inspiring the hell out of me and making me like firmly believe in this organization again, because I will always believe in this organization, but now there is more of a fire in my heart. I have, opium. I have worn a fly quest shirt every day. These last three days, Friday night, I wore the B Jersey yesterday. I wore the, um, World's jersey. Actually, I think even Friday after Fnatic was over, I had put on my um my uh negative, the the limited time lawn sleeve. Oh, so nice. four days. And then clearly I'm wearing this today. Like it, it's just oh, and actually I finally got around to ordering my summer jersey. So like just so much. Um it's great. It's great. So shout out to that. Um and of course like shout out to you guys you know always appreciate doing this i miss not being here last week i like being a part of this i just love doing this show it's <laughs> really it, it's it's excellent we love having you curly we love having <laughs> you uh nox any any quick shout outs uh, I wanted to shout out to Gray. I know this past weekend meant a lot to him. He's probably been more active on the Discord than I've seen him all split. So I, I know you truly, truly enjoyed seeing the boys win. Um, I want to give a shout out to Nick as well. I know it's been a very long and stressful couple of weeks for him. Uh, watching him, but just watching his reactions on the Oracle's Elixir True Sight podcast, uh, you could tell he was very down. He was very stressed and Watching his Twitter this past weekend, you could tell he was like a lot more like lit up and very happy, feeling good. So I really just big shout out to those guys. Continue to go give them love. Uh, I want to reemphasize Curly's uh, Academy boy uh, promo boys, promo boys. Go give the promo boys some love. Uh, continue to cheer them on. They're going to do great this weekend. I know I'm a Debbie Downer. I said they'd go one and two, but I think they're still going to show some real, real promise this weekend against uh, 100 Thieves, TSM, and Evil Geniuses. Ah, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, my shout-out of the week is going to go to Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. Uh, he's <laughs> currently in the, in the home run derby up against some very uh, tough competition. And uh, I know my boy is going to absolutely stomp and uh, blast some bombs uh, out there in Colorado. So I'm excited to see that. And shout out to all the Washington National All-Stars. Uh, we love FlyQuest here. Be sure to go buy their merch. Go do all their things. Uh, and we love you, faithful listeners and viewers. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your evening. And I hope you stay safe out there. And if any of you are going to LCS Finals, uh, let me know. Uh, let's hang out if we're all going to be there. <laughs> All right, very cool. This has been Season 1, Episode 16 of the Flight Check Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Adios. Have a good one, guys. Peace, y'all. <laughs>